I'm Amanda. And I'm Audrey. And uh, we're sisters. And this is One Eye Open. Sweet. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> Um, we are once again calling in uh, because we will not. We can't see each other at the moment. Yeah, we have a restraining order. Each of us have a restraining yeah. order against the other. Yeah, she's tried to. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is she gonna go? I don't know. Everything I would have said would be offensive. So <laughs> I'm oh, not saying Yeah, so we're calling because we're both busy and we uh, can't make it to see each other. So. Sorry for the maybe the less uh, quality audio, but this is how it has to be. Yes, but, but coming up this month, we are going to have a lot of opportunity to see each other and record, and yes. it'll be a lot better. Yes, and we're also recording this on Sunday, which is the day we're supposed <laughs> to be putting it out. <laughs> it's just been really, really busy for both of us. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry if this episode is actually out tomorrow, because I don't know if I'll have I don't know because I feel really sick right now, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to. Yeah, it's or... like not great to stare at a computer screen when you don't. Feel right. Good. Okay. What was? What are your updates? <laughs> okay, so, so have I ever told you about my friend Lauren from work? This is the one that you got like manicures with once or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she's just like the kind of person who just wants to be doing things and like trying new things and stuff like that. Like she's very adventurous. Yeah. So I think, like, since I've been friends with her, like, I've just been kind of just doing a lot of, like, random things, like, without planning anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, she came into my office the other day, and I forget how, like, the um, conversation started, but I was just saying how, like, I've been really self-conscious lately because, like, my hair is brown, and, like, it's just not, it doesn't feel like me, and then she's like, let's dye your hair and I was like okay because <laughs> then she came over yeah uh Friday night and we just both dyed our hair so my hair is back to blonde nice um and then um so she stayed over Friday night and then she came so I went snowboarding for the first time on Saturday yesterday uh because my friend Megan had like free tickets to Wachusett and okay. obviously we live on Wachusett but I've never, oh, we've never been there before. Never skied and never snowboarded. And then she convinced me to go because it was free. Because honestly, the biggest thing was that it's so expensive there. So yeah. like to get in is like seventy or eighty dollars for a day. I mean, that's like that's pretty much most ski resorts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying in general. That's why I just don't ski ever. Oh yeah, it's a super expensive thing to be like. Yeah. Maybe I'll like it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't really like the cold, so I'm not into like the <laughs> winter sports. So was, all of this is uh, definitely leading towards, like, great day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Never yeah. tried it. Never tried Never it. Never been there. Didn't want to the try cold. it. Hate the cold. So my friend Lauren is really good at snowboarding. She's been snowboarding, like, her whole life and skiing her whole life. So I invited her to come because Megan had extra tickets. So she came with us and was, like, teaching us how to how to snowboard. And we so we did the, the bunny hill mm-hmm. for most of it. Well, first we, like, learned how to get on the board. <laughs> Yep. And then did, like, the bunny hill, whatever. So Megan's um, also never snowboarded. Megan's also never snowboarded. Has and Megan were... skied? No. So oh. we both never had done it before. So we were on the okay. same page. And the okay. two of our other friends came, too. And one of them was good at snowboarding. And the other had never snowboarded. So there's three okay. of us who had never snowboarded, two who were good at it and were okay. teaching us. And so we did the bunny hill, like, a, a few times, like, a bunch of times until I feel like we figured out how to like kind of move but honestly yeah. <laughs> Megan like was basically on the ground the entire time <laughs> but uh I like I felt like I was kind of getting the hang of it but I was like sweating beyond belief yeah like, I was yep. so hot and then I was like just like really getting tired like from like falling and then getting up and stuff yeah that's the worst part it's like it takes a lot of it's effort to get up so much effort and um, I was getting really tired, but then they're like, let's go, let's try to do a run on the green slope, like the, the green, green circles trail. And 
we're like, yeah, we can do this. Like, we can at least kind of, like, stay on our board sometimes. And then we got to the top. And we looked down. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's so much bigger when you actually go onto a trail. Yeah. So Lauren was like, yeah, it usually takes me, like, 20 seconds to get down, like, the green hills. And I was like, okay. So it's probably not that bad. It took us at least 45 minutes. <laughs> Are you serious? Because you just kept falling? Because <laughs> we kept falling. And at one point, Megan just couldn't get back up. And so then, I, like, I fell, like, really hard on my butt, and it really hurt. And that was, like, the first time it hurt when I fell. Yeah. So then I got really, kind of got more scared. But then, like, by the end of the hill, I was doing really well. And I, like, like the very, like, the very bottom of the hill, I, like, went the entire way without falling, which was good. Nice. And, like, I could, like, steer. And I was like, I'm doing so good. But, like, I, my entire body was shaking. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because you're, like, every single muscle is, like, clenched in, like, anticipation of, like, needing to do something. Exactly. Like, I had done so much exertion in all, every single one of my muscles, and I never work out my entire body. If anything, I work out, like, I just go for runs. Like, I don't do my, use my muscles for anything. Yeah. Except for, like, legs. And so I was shaking, and then we decided to eat lunch, because it had been two and a half hours straight of, like, constant, like, working out, pretty much. And then, like... We sat down and I realized, like, how tired I was and how much, like, I was already sore from this. And we ate lunch. And then we're like, okay, let's just go on one more run because it was only, like, noon. Yeah. So, like, let's try that green, like, the other green because there's two green trails. Let's try the other one. And so we went up and, like, we started going. I was, like, a lot more confident because I did so well at the bottom of the last hill. And then Mm -hmm. I, like, hit something, like, in the first, like, 10 feet of the hill. Like, I was going so good, I was steering, and I hit something, and I flew forward, like, onto my hands and, like, my head. And it just, like... Were you wearing a helmet? Yeah, yeah, It just, like, took the wind out of me. I was like, I can't do... Like, in that moment, I gave up. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, I can't do this. And then I looked down, and I'm like, we're at the very top of this hill, and I need to get off. You have to, like, get to the bottom somehow. (laughs) Yeah, and I was, like, terrified, because none of my muscles were, like... I wasn't, like in good condition anymore like body wise yeah <laughs> and... you're like I can't hold my body out great anymore. literally I could barely get up like into a standing position and I just like kept getting scared so I kept falling on purpose so I didn't want to fall by accident and then I got <laughs> to the very bottom and I was like finally I got to the bottom so I was like just had to go one more one more slide down and I did it and I fell so hard on my butt and I thought I broke my tailbone <laughs> oh my god! And I couldn't breathe, and like, and so like, Lauren had to carry my snowboard while I like, like limped, <laughs> sadly, to the rental place and gave everything back. And Megan had already given up at the top. She walked down. <laughs> she walked down with her board off. <laughs> so then we left because everyone was extremely tired, except for Lauren and like my other friend who's good at snowboarding. They're like barely breaking us wet, and um, <laughs> yeah. And then we decided to go to the brewery to get a beer because I was in so much pain. I was like, I need alcohol. (laughs) Yep. Be numb. And then uh, then we left. And then Lauren was like, it's leap day. Like, we have to do something crazy. And I was like, Lauren, I just broke my butt (laughs) snowboarding for the first time. I've done enough crazy. And she's like, no, we have to do something. It was just like me, her, and Megan in the car. And so she's like, let's go get our ears pierced. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my cartilage pierced. <laughs> oh my god. So I um we Yeah, did you go to a tattoo place? Yeah, we had to, but they charged thirty dollars just to like pierce it and then plus the cost of the jewelry. That's yeah, it's so, so it was like a lot more expensive, but no, yep, I got it and I got a hoop on my upper helix of my Wow. Left ear. You dyed your hair, you got yeah. a body modification, and you went snowboarding. Who and are you? This morning, I woke up. So I was like, my body already hurts enough. Might as well pierce it, because I won't feel as much. And... <laughs> Might as well pierce it. I can't feel anything anyway. <laughs> I know. I woke up this morning. I can barely move. Like, I, every single one of my muscles on my body hurts (laughs) even my hands my hands muscles hurt I have bruises my knees are two black circles because they're just bruised Mm -hmm. I have three distinct bruises on my butt cheek and one inside (laughs) 
of my butt crack. <laughs> I <laughs> just like I keep every time I look at myself, I see more and more bruises. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then Angela's like, oh, now you can teach me how to snowboard. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Dude, you should get out here and go skiing with me and Joel because now me and Megan have resigned to snowshoeing. <laughs> and butt sledding (laughs) that's honestly that's great yeah it's really good exercise yeah it hurts the hips so that is my story I have been like on the couch since like because I did I cleaned the whole apartment I was good and then like I kind of felt nauseous so I sat down I've been sitting on the couch since like 2 30 p.m and like knowing that I need water so bad and it's like on the (laughs) counter and I can't I literally like waited two and a half hours to get it because I could barely move my finger I don't know how I'm gonna go to work tomorrow (laughs) I'm just dying of laughter so much pain that's awesome because that means that you like really pushed yourself and really tried and Mm -hmm. like it's clear that you like really went for it you know mm-hmm. no I felt good so I hope that you don't resign forever and that you try no I probably try yeah things, but... I'll try again but I think it was just like because I did I exerted myself too much well let's uh get into let's it let's get into it so you, it's your story right because I don't have one prepared no yeah it's my story um so it is Amanda's story me this week and uh I got a pretty oh, brutal geez. one <laughs> I just were, I was thinking like we haven't done a murder in a oh, while no. and then this popped up on my um like Instagram oh, feed okay. and my Instagram for this podcast yeah. like yeah. when I was on the podcast's Instagram like this uh, kind of stuff doesn't yeah, generally yeah. pop up on my <laughs> <laughs> so I was like oh this is actually bonkers and I'm pretty sure I actually think it's like pretty well covered a lot of the podcast we listened to have covered it but like it has it was a while ago and so a lot of it was like relearning and like um but it's like so wild okay so Catherine Knight was born on October 5th 1955 in New Wales or New South Wales Mm -hmm. Australia oh and by the way I got most of my information from allthatisinteresting.com and then I also like source checked other places but most of this comes from all that is interesting.com and like Wikipedia and the general okay. places. She was, um, so she was born into a pretty tumultuous life, um, which is, you know, feels pretty classic of these mm-hmm. stories, unfortunately. Um, her father suffered deeply from alcoholism and like sexually assaulted her mother several times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, some articles I read said that he would like threaten to or actually sexually mm-hmm. assault her. So, um, Catherine was also subjected to sexual assault, uh, by multiple members of her family, though she said it was, like, she said that her father never touched her, but that other members of her family okay. did, um, throughout her Wait, childhood. So other members sexually assaulted her, or other members said that her father sexually assaulted her? Catherine claimed, like, later in her life that other members of her family sexually okay. assaulted her, but not okay, her father. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, her mother was, who of course is like probably extremely, like suffers from so many like mental health yeah. issues at this point, because she's, she's like being abused mm-hmm. so much. Her mother was known to tell Catherine about her sex life in explicit detail and expressed her hatred of um, sex and men to Catherine like quite frequently, okay. which definitely built uh, some horrible complexes Very for her weird. child. Very strange. Yep. Catherine really didn't have anyone to confide in besides her twin sister and her uncle Oscar, but Oscar Knight killed himself in 1969, and Catherine still claims that she is regularly visited by his ghost. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Very sad. Like, one of the two people she could, like, have in her life left her. So, this horrific and habitual abuse obviously led to some significant outlashing that would uh not only make it not only make yep, sense I'd... you know so Catherine at school uh was known to be like a pretty severe bully and according to all that is interesting.com she would quote terrorize her classmates so <laughs> i don't really know what that means specifically but yeah sounds it does bad. not sound good <laughs> sounds like worse than traditional yeah. bullying 
when she was 15, she ended up dropping out of school and went to go work in a clothing factory. But one year later, she got uh, a different job at a slaughterhouse as a boner. Oh, what? Oh, did she take the bone out of things? Yeah, she would, like, debone things, I'm assuming. (laughs) Well, because, like, what the act that she was doing was boning the meat. She described boning as one of her, or as the job of her dreams. Not one of. The, the so job of her dreams. was to debone animal meat? Okay. Yep. She loved it. It was her no favorite judgment. thing ever. She just was, couldn't get enough of it. When, when she was first, so like they, when you get the job, they like give you a set of butcher knives. <laughs> and she was so proud that like her first set of butcher knives hung above her bed. Ooh, not good. Yeah. Not good. N-G. <laughs> not good. Not a nope. good sign. So during her time at the butcher shop, she met David Kellett. So I'm about to go through a, like a little bit of a string of relationships. Okay. So let me know if anything ever gets confusing and you'll see why it might get confusing okay. a little bit later. But just let me know. Here's where her like whirlwind life of romances begins, which is like, so I guess I should have said, she had a whirlwind uh, life of romances. Okay. <laughs> and here's where it begins. I kind of stated it as though you already knew that was coming, okay. but you didn't. I don't. Okay. No. Anyways. I'm confused. So she's a boner. She's work- <laughs> working at the butcher shop and she meets David Kellett, who, like, sh- this man is basically her father. Like, he is an abusive mm. alcoholic. Like, very, it's bad. I mean, I don't think, from what I can tell, I don't think he's, like, assaulting her mm-hmm. in any way. I think they, like, are violent with each other. She's also mm-hmm. very aggressive. Um, but he is, like, a very severe alcoholic. Okay. So it soon became clear that it wasn't Catherine that needed to worry about David's violence, but David who needed to worry about Catherine's oh. violence. The two ended up getting engaged in 1974. Mm-hmm. On their wedding night, they had sex three times, and then David fell mm-hmm. asleep. But Catherine was absolutely furious because he had tossed in the pillow so soon. So um, soon? Just, like, so disrespectful. Yeah, like, how could he only have sex with her three times? Like, that's so disrespectful. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, thank God. So, <laughs> it's finally over. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. don't understand so she's just absolutely, as they say on Love Island, like, absolutely fuming. <laughs> so she's straight fuming. She's been put off to look like a total oh, mug. She's mugged off, yeah. Um, she's totally mugged off, like, so muggy of him to only fall asleep up three times. <laughs> so she decided the only reasonable thing to do to teach him a lesson uh, was to strangle what? him to death. On their wedding night? Yep. He only had On their sex wedding three night. times? <laughs> yeah, because he gave up so, oh, so soon. She deserved God. way more. So she started strangling him. But uh, he woke yeah. up, of course. <laughs> and uh, he eventually got his, like, he got free of her grip. And then God mm-hmm. survived. But, uh, you know, it was the first, first night of their marriage. And uh, she tried to kill him. But uh, they stayed married for 10 wait. years. Wait. <laughs> Back up. Wait. So <laughs> so she, okay, she got mad that he only had a sex with her three times. So he str- she uh-huh. strangled him in her sleep, in his sleep. And then he woke yep. up, fought her off, and then they stayed married yep. for 10 years. <laughs> yep. I okay, just wanted to make sure that I got, got that all correct. <laughs> yep. Okay, Nailed so it. crazier? So... Is she crazier or is he crazier? <laughs> I, I do not know. Talk about <laughs> toxic relationship. Extremely. And, uh... Look, okay, so here's what happened in those ten years. So they got married in 1974. In 1976, two years after they got married, two years after she tried <laughs> to kill him, um, for not having sex with her way more than three times, oh um, they gave birth to their first child. Okay. And Poor child. So this child, um, two months into the child's life, um, David left Catherine for another woman in Queensland. Okay. This is most likely because he had been suffering so much abuse from his wife yeah, the past two him. years. And also, like, she's, like, trying to kill yeah. him and stuff. He leaves her with their two-month-old daughter. 
and uh, Catherine just can't cope. She starts uh, showing her true colors. So she go- she's seen after he- after David leaves. She's seen strolling down the street with her daughter in a baby carriage. Um, except instead of like just pushing the baby carriage, she's like swinging Ooh. it from side to side with the baby inside. What? Okay, I'm just like okay. Yeah. She was admitted to Saint Am- Saint Elmo's Hospital. Um, where she was diagnosed with postpartum depression and was released the next day (laughs) okay we figured it out you can go now at least you know yeah like here's why you're doing this god wait that's so bad that's so bad yeah i didn't see any like information on like if they gave her medication or how even then it all went down in the hospital like most of what I, I and I read multiple sources and it was all like there was just this is kind of a long story so I'm gonna try and move faster and like clearly the, like all the websites knew it was like there's a lot of information and they didn't put yeah. all the details in but so I'm I would hope they gave her medication but it's also like the 70s so it's horrible and she's a woman they're like oh you just have postpartum depression like this happens all the time you can leave so she leaves but the moment she's released from this hospital she goes, gets her daughter, places this two-month-old daughter on a pair of railroad <gasps> tracks nearby, shortly before a train was due, and heads into town. And while she's in town, she finds an axe and starts swinging it at people and threatening the, the threatening to kill them. What? While she's busy with this axe, someone notices her daughter on the train tracks, like just before <gasps> the train comes, and saves okay. her daughter. Okay, thank God. So again. She's taken to St. Elmo's, where I'm back. Whatever is, yeah, they're like, "Hey, we know you. It's postpartum." Yeah, okay, you go. Yeah. And she leaves. Yep, she leaves Wait, the next what? day. Yep. Okay. That. Yep. Who the hell is running this hospital? Because I don't know. Even if it's like the hospital's like, we can't help you. Like, why aren't the police? Yeah. Like. Hey, you can't yes. swing axes around and threaten to kill people and put your daughter on the train There's tracks. so many things she did like, wrong. Like, maybe you're mentally fine, but now you should go to jail. Yeah, you if know? she's not mentally insane, then she should be in jail. But she's absolutely Exactly. Yeah, so a few days after that, so she's out of the hospital mm-hmm. again, she goes to her bed and grabs her boning knife. And she goes out in the streets, she finds a woman, slashes her across the face, and then demands that the woman takes her to Queensland so she can go find her husband. Oh, no. While they're stopped at a service station, at like, um, I almost said stop way too many times. While they're at a service station stop, or while they're stopped at a service yeah, station. that one. Whatever. You get me. She, uh, the woman that she is holding captive escapes and goes and calls the police. Mm-hmm. And by the time the police get there... Catherine has a new wow every single time I write Catherine I wrote Katharina what this is not every single time but at least four times so far hmm, I wonder why it's weird I wonder why um maybe like the autocorrect it was closer to that word I don't know. so by the time the police get there she has chosen a new hostage a young boy mm-hmm. but the police are able to disarm her and um, bring him, and, and like detain her and put her in uh, custody for, or admit her. We'll get to it. We'll get okay. to where they put her. But guess how they, the more important part of this all is um, how they disarmed okay. her. I want you to try and guess how they disarmed her. Point. Just guess like something. Point that they to the gun use. at her to get her to drop it? Nope. They hit her with brooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? Where was Yeah, was um, they just uh, had some brims and that's how they disarmed Oh my her. god. What? Because yeah. she's a witch or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Australia's Come on, Australia. Get your act together. Wait, also, we need to st- uh, stop this recording. Oh, good point. Okay, okay. I'll call you back. Cool. Okay, so they were whacking her with brooms. <laughs> <laughs> so they're whacking her with brooms. Classic police. <laughs> Um, <laughs> did they bring the brims with them or did dude, they just I find no clue? I have no clue. I'm assuming they just like found brims and just did her. It's like, well, quick, what do we do? <laughs> Think on our feet. We have nothing else. We are the police and we are not prepared. Oh, geez. Um, so then they admitted her to a different psychiatric hospital. This time, um, 
when she was admitted, she told them that she was planning to kill the car mechanic that had worked on David's car because it allowed him to, like, leave. It allowed for this leaving because, like, his car was fixed. Does that make sense? Wait, so when did his car get fixed? I don't know, but, like... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so his car... I didn't know his car was broken that. Basically, his car was broken before he left. Okay. Got it fixed so that he could, like, run away, basically, and leave her. And so she admits while she's in the hospital that, like, when she was, like, holding these people caught... Holding these people hostage, her plan was to get... Well, I don't really know how far away the car mechanic was. It sounds like it was kind of far away, but mm-hmm. um, she planned to kill a car mechanic that had worked on David's car since it allowed for him to leave. And um, then she was going to find David, kill him, and kill his mother. Oh, what does mom um, do? I think she's housing him at this point. Okay. Yeah. However, um, David heard of this confession and that she was admitted to the hospital and decided that he needs to do what's right. And get back together with her? Yep. Okay. So he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Because remember, we're only we're only two years into their ten year marriage. Yeah, I know. So um he is like, Well, it's clear that she really needs me. Like, I need to be there for her. Even though she was on her way to murder me and like <sighs> did all these crazy things and like put her daughter on a railroad track. Yeah. So he takes her back. He goes back to support her through this very difficult time. And um, the two stay married for a while until 10 years later, they finally split up because Catherine had someone new she was focused on. David Saunders. Get out. Yeah, get Get out. out, David. But now she's obsessed with David Saunders. Okay, so she's a thing for David's? Yes. So this is her second David. Okay. So David number two um moved in with Catherine after about like a couple months of dating. Um Catherine has two daughter two daughters at this point. Wait, how the hell is she not in jail? Dude, I have no idea. She kept no... two people hostage. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. The, I don't know. And she put her daughter on a railroad track and she tried to kill a bunch of people in her town with an axe. And she slashed someone with a knife. And she admitted that she was planning to kill her husband and his mother. <laughs> okay. But nope, that's it. So, okay. the, and she, she, like, David, her first, David number one, came back to support her, like, in the hospital. And then she was released. And then they stayed together for, like, a few more years. So I think okay. she was in the hospital for probably, like, a year. Okay. I don't remember exactly the time. But, yeah. So then she starts being obsessed with this new guy, David Saunders, David number two. Who, after a few months of dating, um, moves in with Catherine and her two daughters. And uh, but much to Catherine's dismay, he kept his old apartment. Okay. So she was like, "Well, what's he doing with this old apartment? Like, why doesn't he just give it up and come move in with me? Like, he mm-hmm. has moved in with her, but like, he still is like holding on. Like, he's paying rent on this other apartment. Yeah. And I'm sure it's because he's like, "Well, I've only known you two months, right? <laughs> like, it makes like, sense." Yeah, I would also do that. And Maybe like, he has a lease or something. Yeah, he's like, I might as well, like, we could try it out and I'll have this other apartment if things go bad. Like, clearly mm-hmm. things weren't going great. Like, she's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he kind of got the vibe, like, maybe I'll keep this. Mm-hmm. So she was really worried. Um, She's like, he's cheating on me. She's getting really jealous. He thought that he was, like, using his other apartment to, like, have this other life without her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she needed to show him what she was capable of. So he knew that she, he couldn't, like, do that to her. Mm-hmm. So she slit his dog's throat right <gasps> in front of him. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. She slit his dog's throat in front of him to show him what she was capable of. I would kill her mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. and for just cause mm-hmm. oh my god what kind of monster Ugh. if someone even so much as mildly injured my mice oh. i would never speak to them again on purpose especially yeah on purpose if they did oh my, my accident i get it but on purpose oh god that's so sad yeah but uh they stayed together and they had another and they had a daughter together she must have been hot. Like, oh no. Oh, what? Uh, let me let me just send you a picture of her. These men must be. Or just dumb. are you on your computer or just on your phone? Look up Catherine Knight, like a uh, K N I G H T. Okay. Oh. I mean, beauty's on the inside and all that, 
but like but she's horrible inside she's oh horrible inside and it's like she's not like ugly but she's not she's not like a model like she's not like smoking hot you know I just read something that I think you're going to talk about later. It's really disturbing me. Don't read anything. I didn't mean to. It was just a part of the picture. (laughs) Okay. She's, okay, continue. Okay, okay, okay. So, well, freak. Now it's ruined. Okay, so. I don't really know anything else besides there's just a headline. Okay, so (laughs) she slits his dog's throat. They stay together. They have a third kid. It's his first kid, but it's her third kid. Okay. Third daughter. Um, and then shortly after the birth of her daughter, David number two leaves Catherine after mm-hmm. she tries to kill him with a pair of scissors. Why? Okay. So, okay. Yep. That so that sense. was like the last straw for him. He's like, you've already killed my dog. I'm sure the other years between there weren't that great. Yeah. And now she's like trying to stab him with scissors. It's like, and, that's it. Um, <laughs> yep. And obviously she definitely is suffering from like some severe postpartum, I'm sure. Yeah, because always like right after yeah, the baby's But born. like I think she has a lot of other issues and then they're just like because she's I think she's just more susceptible to like also being like uh, affected by postpartum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So he leaves her. That's okay. over. Bye. New person. Oh. She finds a new love with John. Not David. John Chillingworth. Surprisingly, this was, like, actually not that bad of a relationship. Hmm. (laughs) The two of them stayed together for three years. They had a son together, so this is Catherine's fourth kid. Yeah. Um, And there was no, like, reports of incidents, reports of incidents of violence. Okay. And uh, the relationship ended when John found out that Catherine was having an affair hmm. with, get this, a man named John Price. Okay, interesting. So an- another John. So she's like dating in pairs. Yeah. She's like David, then a David, then a John, then a John. Like cheating on people using the same name. Yeah, maybe she's like into that. Hmm. I don't know. Their relationship ends because she was cheating on the guy, but, like, there was no major incidents during their relationship, which was a three-year period. Okay. And she even had a kid, and, like, there wasn't any experiences with, like, really dramatic stuff after that. So, yeah. Hmm. So, seems to be going well. She meets John Price. The two are getting along very well. It seems like perhaps this is going to be another violentless relationship. Um, And Catherine's like, hey, things are going really well for us. Maybe we should get married. Hmm. Um, but John number two is like, no, I don't really want to get married. I don't think we should do that. Okay. And, uh, uh oh. Oh, she didn't like that. She did not like that. Do not. No, she did not like that. That's almost worse than only having sex with her three times. True. Also, I don't know if that's her standard, how all these men are like keeping up with that. (laughs) I know. Seriously. (laughs) Do not understand. Maybe she got tired. Yeah, maybe. So, because, um, like, that's just not acceptable for her, and, like, she was embarrassed by it, or whatever the reasons, like, I'm not quite sure. Maybe she was, like, very much, like, insecure and, like, freaked out. Mm -hmm. Um, She decided to frame John number two. I'm gonna, I've been calling them in my notes, like, John number one, John number two, but I think at this point we could just call him John. This is John Price, her second husband. Her second, John. They're not married. Um, so... She decided she's going to frame John for theft at this company he's been working for for over 17 years. Oh. She, like, videotaped all this stuff in their house that she claimed was, like, from work. And, it like, I don't remember all the details of what they were. I didn't write it in my notes. But it, like, was pretty convincing. Okay. She sent it anonymously to the company, and he was fired after working for them for 17 years. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. And then in February of 2000, the two fought over something and Catherine tried to stab John in the chest okay um so John's like this is really sketchy they had a lot of <laughs> fights about like moving in and out oh, <laughs> like this is really sketchy like, this girl's trying to stab me sketchy. In she tried to kill me like yeah. he knows that she like framed him for this so he yeah. like is trying to break up with her but like it's like kind of messy because they live together mm-hmm. and so on February 29th of 2000 so this is like oh, wow. in the same month that yeah 
that was like yesterday yeah that was another leap year another another leap year yeah mm-hmm. um so they this was the night this trying to stab him in the chest thing was the same month so like within this month he's like okay this is like unacceptable he has his own kids to worry about he has two kids of his own mm-hmm. and he's like this woman is too violent this is very sketchy like i like need to figure something out so on february 29th 2000 john on his way to work goes to the local courthouse or i don't know wherever you do this i guess and um and files for a restraining order against Catherine because he feared not only for his own life but for the lives of his children yeah um he went to work and then so I don't know where you I didn't write it down but then I realized after writing now that I'm reading the back that I don't know if it's the courthouse or if it's the police station but okay I think probably the police station probably the police station yeah um so he's just filed for it at this point he hasn't yeah. like gotten it he goes into work that same day and explains to his coworkers like, "Hey, if I ever don't show up for work, it's because my uh, partner has killed me." Oh, yeah. So he tells that to his coworkers of this new job he's at. Okay. Um, and they're like weird okay, first impressions. Thanks. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't their first impression because he <laughs> seems like, "Hey, guys." <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. Um, by the way, <laughs> I think you should know this. Um, my name is John, and if I don't show up for work please call the police because my wife has murdered me. Yeah. Or not wife, sorry, partner. So that day, the same day that he filed for the restraining order and everything, he goes home. He checks in with his neighbors after, this is after work. So he goes home after work, Mm -hmm. checks in with his neighbors. This is the usual part of his routine. I don't know why, but it is. Okay. He sees that Catherine has brought the kids to a friend's house for a sleepover. I think she like left a note or something. Um, and then he goes to bed by 11. Catherine shows up to the house a little bit after this, mm-hmm. makes herself some dinner, watches some TV, showers, goes upstairs, wakes him up. They have sex. John falls back asleep. And then while John's sleeping, Catherine grabs one of her boning knives, oh, up the bed, mm-hmm. and stabs him over 37 times. <gasps> oh, no. Mm-hmm. And according to blood evidence later, it is clear that John must have, like, gotten up at some point, like, within the beginning part of the 37 stabs, tried to escape, like, made a run for it, because there's, like, blood by, like, the wall, a smear, like, a handprint, there's blood in, like, other areas of the house, and then there's, like, a lot of blood going down the stairs and on the front door, so it's clear he, like, tried to escape, maybe, or they're not, like, I mean, it's clear he, like, moved throughout the house, they don't know if, like, he was trying to escape or, like, if he got to a certain place and, like, Catherine, like, dragged the body and then her hands made some, like, marks other places. Yeah. They're not really sure, but it's clear from the bedroom that there was, like, a bit of a fight, a bit of a, like, struggle. Yeah. Eventually, he died of blood loss mm-hmm. um, on the first floor, like, the entryway, after being stabbed over 37 times. Catherine wow. then leaves the house goes to the ATM and withdraws $1,000 from John's bank account. A few hours later, um, back at home, she takes her knife back out. She, like, takes out that boning kit and um, skins John's body. Uh, There's a lot of reports that say she was so skilled that she's able to skin his entire body in one piece (gasps) and then hung the piece from a butcher's, like, a hook, like a meat hook. Oh, my God, I'm going to puke. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Um, get ready because it gets worse. Okay. It's worse than that. <laughs> Just um, Okay. Also, my mice are in here now. Yeah, I can hear them. Okay. Sorry, everyone. That's uh, my cute little mousey and a little ball. Okay. So she skins him and she, like, let the body sit for, like, a couple, like, hours, which is, you know, good for that. Making okay. it easier. Hangs the skin on... A meat hook in the living room. Uh huh. Then she goes back to the body, cuts off his head. Natural next step. Natural next step. Cuts Ugh. off a few other pieces of meat from his body and mm-hmm. goes to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, she prepares a meal of potatoes, pumpkins, beets, zucchini, cabbage, squash, gravy, and pieces of John that she had cut <laughs> off his body. Yeah, that's the, that's the title that I saw. <laughs> yep. I saw 
uh, like woman eats boyfriend body. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Okay. She sets the table and places cards next to the plates with names on it of John's two children. <gasps> yeah, as though she's like going to serve the kids his meat, like serve him to them for dinner, even though it's like probably two in the morning at this point. So she like sets the table, places out place cards with the kids' names on it. At the head of the table, she sat his headless body. Oh. Headless, skinless body. My with God. His hands like folded around a soda bottle. Like like props him like a mannequin almost. Like as though he's like what? eating at the table. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. She places two repaired plates on the table where the kids' names are. And then later police will find that there was a third plate that had been prepared, but it was found in the backyard, like thrown out the back door into the backyard. And they think that Catherine had probably tried to like also eat this meal, but like couldn't manage to do it. So I'm so confused on what is going on. Yeah. It really elevated quickly. Yeah. Like, She's just full on crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the police arrive on the scene the next day because neighbors were concerned when they saw that John's car was still in his driveway when she, he should have been at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, as you can tell, like he checks in with his neighbors frequently mm-hmm. because it's like part of his routine. So I think they're pretty like, either they're like, very close or they're at least very like in, in tune with um, like his day to day schedule. And I bet mm-hmm. he probably was like, hey, yeah, keep an I'm eye out for me because I'm kind of scared. Yeah. They noticed his car was in the driveway when he should have been at work, and they were like, hey, we should probably go check on him. So they oh, knocked God. on the door, and no one was answering, and they, like, went around the wind, like, to the bedroom window and knocked on it, but no one answered, and they didn't see anyone in there. So um, they went back to the front door, but they noticed this time that there was blood on the front door. Yeah. And so they called the police immediately. So these people did not see the scene. Thank God. Oh, good. I was, like, really worried about that for a second but also the poor policemen who have yeah. to come into the scene like it's yeah. just as bad that they've had to see this yeah i know so the police came in broke down the back door and saw this horrific scene yeah um and Catherine was laying on the floor comatose in the dining room huh. so apparently she had attempted to kill herself by overdosing on pills um okay. but it did not succeed so she ended up in the hospital and when she woke up, she claimed she had no memory of that night at all and, like, pled not guilty to killing um, John, number two. And then, um, but, so, it went to trial. Um, of course, she was, like, accused of killing this man. Yeah. Um, it went to trial. She tried to plead guilty to manslaughter, but mm-hmm. they were like, no, you, like, yeah. and cut off the head of your husband baked him and stabbed him 37 times oh yeah. and also ate some of the meat but like didn't finish it oh and i forgot to mention this um totally skip this bullet backtrack a little bit when the police were at the scene and they were like investigating they opened the oven and found like a big pot of vegetable stew like a vegetable stewing in this big pot and his head was in it <gasps> i was wondering what happened to his head mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. oh god okay mm-hmm Poor, poor, poor police. Yeah. Experience that. They must be going through a lot of therapy. Yeah. So, yeah, she was like, I don't plead guilty to, like, first degree murder. I plead guilty to, like, I will admit maybe manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Because she's she's like, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it was me, like, it was completely unintentional. Like, blah, 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 blah. I did it in my sleep. Yeah, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But, like, I did have a lot to drink that night. And, like, I just don't remember. Oh, my God. Yeah, the judge was like, you can't do that. Like, there's no way in hell you can make this work with a manslaughter plea. Yeah. So she's like, okay, then I'm not guilty. And so they go to trial. But, like, right after they finally decided on a jury, which took a while because they had to, like, keep dismissing people because the images. Yeah. Um, Finally, they settled on a trial or on a jury. And it was, like, about to move into, like, the trial phase. Mm -hmm. And um, she was like, okay, wait, I never mind. I plead guilty. Okay. So I think maybe she was like hoping that she could get away with a lesser charge. Yeah. But um yeah, so then she switches her plea to guilty and the trial is dismissed. The jury's dismissed. Mm-hmm. 
but the judge was like, I need you to go through a full psychological exam to make sure that, like, you understand, if, to make sure that you are fully capable of understanding what this plea means. Mm -hmm. So previously she had been evaluated by professionals and all of them claimed that she was like fully sane. Like she definitely had some like problems. Like she was suffering from some mental health problems, but she was sane. Yeah. Like capable of like making decisions with a clear head. Yeah. So this time she went to these two psychiatrists who came back with, um, Basically suggesting that she probably has borderline personality disorder. Okay. AKA schizophrenia. Yeah. They said that she was, like, sane, but that she... It's, like, a complicated thing. Yeah. Because it's, like, not severe enough where she could be, like, basically part... Not pardoned, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, Like, not fit for trial. Yeah, like, not fit, but it's, like, they're not oh, yeah, in trial, so it's either she's going to go to a psychiatric ward for, I like, see. the rest of her life, yeah. or go to prison. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was decided she's going to go to prison. Okay. Like, she was capable of, like, controlling this, mm-hmm. and she didn't. So, I don't know if that's, like, yeah, that the most, sense. like, yeah. I want to be, like, sensitive to, like, I don't really know how it's all playing into, into it, but the enough tests came out saying that she could have like they found that she wasn't like having an episode to the point yeah basically she wasn't having a psychiatric episode when this happened which to me is completely incomprehensible like how could you do that and not be having a psychotic episode yeah i don't know she's just so angry maybe she's so so angry plus like her mother was like telling her all these things about how she hates men and sex and all this stuff so like definitely builds like a horrible understanding of or like maybe not even maybe a fear of in some ways maybe a like hatred of maybe an obsession with like controlling the narrative Uh, I don't know I'm not quite sure okay but it's clear that yeah her mother didn't help with this (laughs) yeah so um then the judge decided to sentence her to a life of imprisonment and ordered that her papers be marked never to be released and she is never allowed to like be up for parole or anything Mm -hmm. which is the first time that this has ever been imposed upon a woman in the entirety of australia's history okay which was in 2000 well at that point it was probably like 2000 so they're just like oh men men can be in prison for that long but not women it was just like they hadn't had a female like do that commit a crime like yeah. worthy enough of that sentence. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. like women are awesome. <laughs> there are just more. I feel like there's just more men serial killers than, or men killers than women killers, in yeah. general. Yeah. In June of 2006, Catherine appealed her conviction, claiming that it was far too severe for what her crime was. Hmm. So, um, yeah, her her appeal was denied by, like, multiple judges. Um, one of them even wrote in his, like, ruling against it that this was an appalling crime, quote, this was an appalling crime almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society. Yeah. Which, um, retweet, yeah, I second I thought. And uh, that is the story of Catherine Knight. Oh, my God. Honestly, though, I'm surprised she didn't kill more people. <laughs> same it's clear she was incredibly incredibly troubled like it took her like she definitely tried to kill other people but then she kept getting caught and not put to jail yeah no one punished her yeah she put a baby on train tracks yeah she wielded an axe in the center of town she tried to stab her husband with scissors and then the other one with a knife and then she also kidnapped the woman at knife point who she had slashed and then kidnapped another boy and then she claimed she was trying to kill her husband his mother and this guy that fixed the car all of that did not get her in trouble yeah i know that's just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous like it's honestly like unfathomable yeah that story just i like honestly sounds like it's made up i know it's so wild well that was crazy she was like Hit with brooms. Yeah, by that, police that was the craziest part. I think, enough. if anything, that tells us why she wasn't in trouble because clearly their like judicial yeah. system is not the best oh. at that point in time. What do we do? I don't know. Maybe hit her with some bristles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I have to go clean out my room because we have a new roommate moving in. So I'm going to wrap this up okay. with a giggle. Okay. Um, this giggle I recommend because you definitely need one now. Yes. That was probably the most horrific one that we've had. Yep. I am very sorry. Uh, so go relax. Watch something a little funny. We're going to recommend um, Parks and Recreations Season 5, Episode 18, Animal Control. Oh, that's a good one. Go watch that. It's really funny. Parks and Rec is always a good laugh. I hear Joel moving around. I think it's time for me to go clean this room. Okay. Um, and yeah, so if you enjoy this episode, please go follow us on Instagram at One Eye Open Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at One Eye Open Pod. Or you can... Hold on, I'm going to chew. You chose this. We had 30 seconds left. You decided to put something in your mouth. <laughs> Sorry. You <laughs> couldn't wait. You had like two more sentences. Okay, I swallowed. So, um, <laughs> you can give us a like on Facebook. <laughs> or email us at uh, oeopod at gmail.com. Yeah, um, and if you enjoyed this episode please go rate and review us on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. It is late. I think you can do both. Um, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does help. We're now up to two bad reviews, folks. Two <gasps> bad reviews. I know. They actually kind of laughed when I read them. <laughs> I know. I did too because he actually really liked the podcast but couldn't yeah. handle our horrible sounds. Like, they like make really weird sounds when they laugh. <laughs> yeah. He was, I was like, like, they make strange noises and I don't like that. I was like, yep, I understand. <laughs> yep, I totally get it. Like, honestly, it makes sense. Okay. Well, thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay, I need you to go take an ice bath because you're clearly in a lot of pain. Um, No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I would never want to take a nice bath. I'd just sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs>